And we're back. Hello, everyone. All right. Hello, mate. You all right? Yeah. Yeah. If you hear a little bit of a hum in the background, we're around Miles's and he's, uh, he's uh, washing machines on and he won't turn it off because it's mid-cycle. No, it's not. Us. It's six minutes to go. Oh, Seems right. a shame to switch it off. But, right. you know... Because what I'll end up doing is just getting really, really wet washing out for the sake of six minutes. But we've got to have the first six minutes of our show with a bit of a bit of a interruption. Yeah. It's, on a, it's on a 1,400 spin. I won't leave it. <laughs> Sorry. All right, it's then, the mate. most crucial part of the wash. It's a bit like my nut, a 1,400 spin. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been going on? What's happening? Um, what's been happening? Well, uh, what, personal generally? Uh, it has to make a meal of it, doesn't it? Just answer. Just answer. What's been going on? I don't know. Well, me, I've had a, I've had a really rotten few days. Good. Thanks. What about you, Sam? <laughs> been all right. You've been okay, haven't been you? Right. Sam's been all right. I'm buzzing. I feel quite good, I do. Do you, on, do you feel quite good today? I'm on the old ketone diet. It's livening me right up. Oh, the full fat. The full fat. I ain't lost an ounce, by the way. I'm, <laughs> I'm actually putting on weight. But I feel brand new. I'm, someone's giving me these little powders. And um, I don't know what's in them. But it's, they're giving me a little bit of a buzz. And it might be just getting the sugar out of my system and all of that. Sure, so, that's just not gear. It might be. <laughs> I think you, all you do, you snort this stuff three times a day. No, it's not. <laughs> it's like... It's, the weight falls off I'll now. tell you what. It's all this natural talk, and you, when you pour it into into the into the water, it looks nuclear. It's like, right. you know that sort of... But it's supposed to be all natural. And what what it's supposed to do is help get all the sugar out of your body, and, then, and as everyone sort of who's getting into this new ketone thing is about... Your body starts using fat as an energy rather than sugar. Yeah. And it sort of it's helped my mood quite a bit. So but I don't know whether that's just psychological because when you read up on it, one of the things it says is it really helps your mood. Mm-hmm. So I don't know whether. Well, it doesn't matter if it, you know, it's psychological or not. The fact is you feel better and that's all that matters, isn't it? Well, as long as I feel happier than you, I don't care. That's, it's, a, it's a competition. It's here, a competition. As long as, as long as I feel just slightly in front of you, I don't even mind if we're both depressed, as long as I'm a little bit in front. That's what it says in the packet. You'll feel better than Miles Chapman. You'll be a little bit in front of Miles. <laughs> that's their strap line. So... <laughs> uh, yeah, go on, sorry. No, go on, you carry on. No, I've had, a, I've had a rotten few days and I, I feel like I'm coming out the other side of it now. Um, In what way? Just uh, just no energy, really low. You know that feet, we said that before, when you feel like cut off from the world, you feel mm. like you've got a veil over your head. It's just really... Yeah. really detached. Unple- yeah, detached. It's just mm. really unpleasant. Um, and I, I think w- what helps me is, is what I've always used to do years and years and years ago would start panicking about it and worrying about it it would get worse but now I just sort of let it be and eventually let it happen yeah, yeah. it just eventually clears off well, this, I think even this helps knowing we're going to do this because yeah. I think by sort of giving it away it helps keep it a little bit mm. I went to see my therapist yesterday Mr Martin Weaver over Chiswick which was amazing Chiswick Village yeah um, it took me it took me an hour and a half to get it should only be 40 minutes and two hours to get it back so it was a, with, the, with the traffic on, oh, on the right. <laughs> and you got, I kept pulling over and sobbing. No. You got you got the appointment wrong. <laughs> got there to waste signs with three three hours driving. I went. I, it was just a night. It's nightmare traffic. But I just tried to keep myself calm and keep me feel. And I, he said to me something really interesting yesterday, and something that I should have heard a lot of times. 
I mentioned this. I said, well, you know, ah, okay. I said, Martin, you know, he said, you know, how's everything and all that. I said, well, I said, I've been doing, you know, we've been doing our podcast. He never said, how's everything? He said, what's been going on? I think the song. I said, we've been doing the podcast. I said, that's been going well. And I don't know if you know, it's about living with depression. I just sort of said it like that. And he said, um, but you don't have to live with it. And I thought, what? What's he talking about? <laughs> right? Because along the way, I've met all these sort of so-called gurus, geezers who invented mm. NLP and da-da-da. And they're all sort of got their own thing. And I'm thinking, would you... I've never heard that before. <laughs> if you go to an AA meeting, Alcoholics Anonymous or any of the 12-step meetings. Living with addiction. Yeah, and you sort of 99%, this, this use um, AA as an example, 99% of people sit around the circle in AA will say, you know, along the lines, their name, like, my name's Rick and I'm an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. 1% say... My name's Rick and I'm a recovered alcoholic. And when they say that, all the other alcoholics get fuming. <laughs> and I'm using this as an example because I do feel our headset, I've said this before mm. maybe, but our headset is very much the head of an addict. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah, if yeah. you sat, sat around in one of them circles, you'd hear all the stuff that goes on in our head, you know, that we're useless, that we're fraud, we feel like a fraud, we feel like we don't fit in, we're full of shame. We've all of all this stuff that sort of brings us down. So when he said that, when he sort of said, but you don't have to live with it, it sort of got my back up a little bit. I thought, well, yes, you do. <laughs> how do you I, know? And I, yeah, how do you know? And I said, don't you? <laughs> I was a bit <laughs> yeah. confused. I said, what do you mean you don't have to live with, you don't have to live with depression? Because I, the way I saw it is that, you know, us three sitting here, we live with depression and then we get bits of, we get respites. Yeah, yeah. We get a period of time where we feel really good and all that, but we sort of always know it's going to come back. And he said, well, no, it doesn't have to. So I said, are you telling me, because he's been doing it for years, in all the years that you've been a therapist, have you had people come to you really depressed and then all of a sudden it's gone forever? He said, yeah. So I'm wondering, can it? Have you ever thought about? Have you ever thought this this depression could ever leave you forever? Well, here's the thing. I I have gone through phases where I thought it has left me forever. Yeah, you've told me uh, about eight times. <laughs> you have. He's told me. He's got. He's got. I've turned the corner. I have. But you've said it as well. Yeah, but it's only he's, when, he's when he gets a good review. If he gets a good review, he gets, <laughs> if he gets no, a good I've review. had no seriously. I've had stages yeah. where I've had six months, even a year of feeling all right. And then I think that's it. I've you ain't it. had six months. I had no years and years ago, a long, long time ago. Yeah. But, you know. What, before you had it? You know? <clears throat> no, 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 no. After. Oh. I've had phases where I did feel all right. And then it's always come back. And, I, you know, I've tricked myself thinking, that's it. I've, I've done it. I've, I've turned it I've found the cure now. I know how to live my life to get, you know, to keep, keep it away. And... Six months, though, Miles. I, I, for me, if I'm honest, I'd be happy with six days on the spin. Yeah, six days on the spin <coughs> without feeling down, I think is a good run for me. But I, you're saying you had six months six solid. Six months, yeah. I bet you never. I did. Why would I lie about it? Because you are a liar. 
This is brilliant. I don't He's a liar, liar though, isn't he? He's a liar. If he gets a good review, he's sitting there with a smoking jacket on, happy as anything, <laughs> big cigar on, and as no. soon as it goes bandy, he's in, he's in tears again. I think that's, that's the impossible question to answer. I, I think the way we are, I don't think you can. Well, there you are. I think, I think you can learn to live with it. I think it's a bit like... Um, you know, sort of when you when when you when you're affected by really awful grief, you know, and you lose someone, it gets better every time because you learn to live with it. It never really truly goes away. I think you know when you have it in the early stages, I found it so debilitating and so terrifying. But I think you learn. It doesn't doesn't make the feelings any less when you have it further on down the line. But I think you learn to live with it. You know that it's just part of you. Mm. And every now and then it comes to visit, and and then every now and then it just clears off again, and it's just. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's. I, I personally no, I don't think it can. But that's maybe I'm wrong. What leave know. you completely? Be, I tell you what, any, anyone listening to this, um, I wonder if anyone out there has had you know a massive sort of spell of time where it has not been around or. Oh, he ain't turned his phone off, has he? I did, oh, it's on airplane mode. Ah, uh, uh, you know what? It's on Wi-Fi. Uh, ah, idiot. Um, yeah. So. Uh, no, I'd, I'd be interested to know if anyone does think that or it has happened to someone. What about you? Do you think it can? Well, now, do you know what? Now, he's, when he said that, it was a bit of a turning point for me because I'm thinking, I'm in that mode. You know when you said, oh, I've turned a corner? I'm, at the moment, I'm probably going to be sobbing tomorrow now. Of course you will be. <laughs> let's, let's see where we are this time next week. Let's give you a call next week. See, see how you are after a well, donut. Well, head buried in the bottom of a box of heroes. <laughs> But, how's your ketone going? How's that, that going? But so what I'm saying is, when he said that, it made me really think because at one point I was going to twelve step meetings, and I did get in with a little firm who was the they, the all the all the other AA mob was fuming with them because they was calling them like the happy clappy mob because they're all like, "Hi, my name's Ken. I'm a recovered alcoholic," and then everyone's going. Grr! You know, fuming with Because some people think you don't ever recover. You well, just you just live, yeah. Exactly what we're talking about yeah. here. Can you recover from from this illness? Because, you know, it's an illness as far as I'm concerned. Can, can you totally recover from it? I'm not totally sure. I'm really not. And even the top guru, even the top people, you know, all these like, hi, I'm Andy Robbins, all that little mm. firm. Mm. I think they have their days on the quiet. Or a little hour here and there, you know. When you're giving it away, when you're out there and you've got to perform and you've got a thing, there's something in you. You're on autopilot, and you can sometimes do it, you know. But then, what's the difference between <clears throat> what's the difference between maybe Andy Robbins, who on the outside, and and, and Anthony, you're and, sorry, Anthony, yeah. Anthony Robbins. Um, <laughs> what's the difference between him being all happy, clappy, telling everyone that they can get over it and him having a bad day. Is him having a bad day just him having a bad day or is it him having depression? Like, where's the, where do you draw the line? Yeah, well, that's a very good question because there is a distinction between depression and someone just having a shitty day I, or a shitty couple of days. I you know? think a lot of people, a lot of these so-called sort of life coaches and gurus, I think they may have started in a depressive state and a way to alleviate that horrible feeling. It's to help other people. It's to help other people get lost in other people's 
problems and other people's things and by sort you, you know what it's like by sort of helping someone else you can get lost in their their shit if you like whatever you yeah, want to call yeah. it and you can sort of you can f sort of feel better by uplifting someone else it's a lot i'll tell you what has been non-stop lately it seems like a lot of people a lot of celebrities and people in the media have been topping themselves and mm. you know down to social media and stuff like that or just just finding it really hard to well i to mean that, you're just saying that you know keith flint he he as you know very sadly uh um killed himself uh last month and apparently he did a park run either the day before or that morning and he did a, like a best like a personal best and he did a lot of running he did like sort of 15k or whatever mm. So there's the thing about saying exercise makes you feel better. I don't know. I mean, you, you, you makes you wonder what, what happened to him. It's like the Anthony Bourdain thing on the surface of it. He seemed a very happy, successful man. Obviously, something else is going underneath the yeah. surface. Didn't talk about it. <coughs> well, he, and felt it that the, the, couldn't bear to live anymore. Couldn't yeah. bear the feeling of being alive. You know, it's just so And sad. it was that young fella out of um, the Greek fella, the really good looking boy. Yes, the one that was in Love, Island. Love Island. Yeah, Theo, uh, someone or other. I can't remember his name now. No, Muggy uh, Mike. Yeah, they called him and so sad. But you just saying that, look, imagine that nickname, Muggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, that's the, I don't, I don't know him as any. Yeah, well, well, there you are. There you are. So as soon as you, you know, associate him, as soon as you associate that name with the person, yeah, and he, he must have hated that nickname. Mm -hmm. It's an horrible nickname to have, and that would have been bounded about here, there, and everywhere. And he had so much going for him, and you, as you know, it's not even about any of that. No. He, he, you know, unbelievably good-looking kid, well, fella, same kid, unbelievably good-looking fella, sort of right in the media, lots lots of things could happen. And then all of a sudden, bang, out of nowhere, he's, did he hung himself? He hung he? himself. Yeah, and it's just, it's just so sad because we know what it's like and, and people listening will know what it's like when you feel so low that you want to do that. And it's a very, we also know it's a very selfish act to do. But no matter how selfish it is, you have got to be in a, such a terrible state to do that. Yeah, of course you have. Of course you have. It's, it's so, it, is, it is so sad. It's it brought me right down now. <laughs> I was feeling right good. I was buzzing on the ketones. Now I want to go. <laughs> so there is a question. Hang yourself. Out of, out of the anxiety, depression, all the stuff you feel, and there's, yeah. there's a myriad of symptoms you get with it, various yeah. aches and pains and God knows what going on in your head. If you had to choose one symptom that is the worst out of all it, what would it be for you? Fear. Fear. Mm. That fear. Yeah. yeah. I'd say fear. I'd go along with that. I and think fear. I think fear. If you had to say one word that sums it all up, and it's hard for someone like me to say yeah. fear because you know everything about me is is trying to show no fear because yeah. that's where I'm from and that sort of you know even from the way I look to the to, to everything probably the way I present myself. But really, the reason I'm like like that and probably look like this and thing is because I'm frightened. I'm a yeah. little frightened kid under all mm. of it. So what? Okay, when you get, how would you physically describe the feelings you get from fear? What happens in your body when you get it? Like, what sort of symptoms do you get? It's a feeling of I can't face anything, and everything that's coming my way feels like a nightmare. No matter what people say, no matter what people do, 
in fact, I don't want to even have anyone around me because I'm so frightened. I don't want to hear mm. nothing. If the, if the phone goes, if something drops through the letterbox, if jump out your skin, if my yeah. phone pings, yeah. I'm I'm expecting I'm expecting shit. I'm mm. expecting something horrible. And often when I'm in that zone, that's exactly what I get. Mm. You know, it's really I'm, I'm it's really I'm in a terrible state like that because even if a bit of good news comes through. Say I'm in that horrible state, and they go, "Oh, you've got a new, you've got a big part in, you yeah, know, this new yeah, film yeah. coming out." I'm think, first thing to go in my head, I can't do that. I'm not <laughs> going to be able to remember the lines. Yeah, yeah. I'm shit. Yeah, they're yeah. A real actor. See, this is what I'm happens not. when you're in that mood. Everything is a problem. Mm. Everything. So you you cast this sort of shadow of self doubt of absolutely everything, and and that feeling of fear. Mine is. Mine's coupled with it's like a I can't it's like a sinking feeling in the pit of your stomach. It's the worst, worst feeling. You just feel the every inch of joy just leaking out of your skin. It's just horrible, isn't it? It's just it's unbearable. Like black goo, isn't it? Almost. It's, yeah. yeah. I feel like it's it's unbearable, and it's what what's I suppose what is quite frightening is that when you are in that state, it wouldn't take that much more to get you into the state of where I want out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. that is that that is the sad thing, you know, like we say with the young fellow, um, Mike, who just recently hung himself. You know, it, you just sort of feel it's such a big waste of life and all of that, but you can't. I've lost mates who have hung themselves and I kept thinking, oh, I just wished I would have spoke to him before. I wished I'd have... They'd have told I, me. I, I wish yeah. I'd told... Yeah, yeah. To, you know, I wish we could have just spoke through it. I might have been able to help him. And I, and I remember speaking to my mate's, um, Pat's brother, and he said, Ricky went, you couldn't, have, you couldn't have done nothing. You couldn't have helped him because I hadn't spoke to him for a while and we was really close and it really played on my mind. It really sort of, he, he said, there's nothing you could have said or done. And you never know. And I suppose a lot of things, do you know, you when you hear someone who's gone like that, who suffers from this, here's a weird thing. There's a little part of me, not jealous, but it's actually <laughs> quite relieved for them because a fight in this, when, when it gets so bad, to fight this, to fight this, disease or this illness of depression and anxiety day in and day out it starts making you weigh things up is it am i living is this really worth mm. it you mm. know and so that is i suppose you have to sort of think well yeah it is life's so precious isn't it it is i mean, it, it you were saying about um the longest you've been without it i, I was thinking i was just going through my head i was thinking about when i had that breakdown in summer 17 like, it was horrendous Thank God, touch wood, I've never gone back as bad as that. And that was one of my favourite times. I know, you uh, said that was that was the most time you most felt sexually liberated that summer, wasn't it? <laughs> it was like summer of love for you, wasn't that it? That was, if you, if you asked me, the height of my enjoyability The apex life of my life was, was when seeing you... With tears at his breakdown. When you was curled up in a bowl, sobbing <laughs> like a fetus. <laughs> But you know when you, and I really had hit rock bottom, and that that thing where I just could not cope with anything. Thank God I haven't gone back there, um, and I'm always thankful for that. But I do sometimes get little 
you know, little sniffs of it, mm. not as much, but yeah. you think, oh God, you know, I could almost sniff it how bad that was and it then it sort of drifts away again. But well, then just going yeah. back to what you were saying, Ricky, about being jealous or happy for him or whatever, this is quite, I guess, quite a controversial thing to say, but maybe it's almost like seeing someone with a really aggressive cancer. Yeah. When eventually they go, you go, well, at least they're not suffering anymore. Yeah, exactly that. What you, you just know? said, Sam, it's actually like, sum, sums it up. And and pa parents and, you know, and people, who, or even people who got it, may be quite angry of what we just said. I don't get it, but... That's how I feel sometimes. Yeah. When I when I when I see like there's even my very close friends who I lost, there's a little part of me because I knew knew how they suffered and what they'd done, what they'd been through. My mate who I just spoke about, Pat, he was like he turned his life around. He become one of the top um, his psychosynthesis, I think it's called, a style of therapy. And he was out there, he was out there, he was a top therapist. And he, not only a therapist, you just see clients, he was out there doing seminars about it to other therapists. And he was really well respected. All of a sudden, he wasn't Pat, he was Patrick now. And, you know, mm. we used to call him Perfect Pat. Because he, he did, he, he, Pat was, he looked the part, you know, he, he, he was big, tall, fit, really super clever, good looking fella, really nice fella had loads about him but so many layers of this horrible disease that we we live with you mm. know and it's it's an odd one and i'm just wondering i'm also wondering is it getting worse i'll tell you what's starting to aggravate me the word mindfulness <laughs> it's just bugging me it's what you, you mean? You mean Miles' it, back it, goes straight up? I know it, it does. <laughs> what you mean? The word or the actual thing itself? Well, I just, I just, it's, I just feel like it's a buzzword. I feel like people just keep saying mindfulness, mindfulness. You know, and you know what you should do is my. I'm not, I'm not knocking anyone, and I'll probably be doing it myself in the future. You know, in the future, and I've done a bit of it in the past. I think years ago when I first started listening um, to that, the, the geezer who's a monk who does the. Um, I think it was Headspace or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. I went on that. And, and, and I think now he's a big sort of voice for, for mindfulness. But, you know, and it was helpful and all that. But I just feel like it's sort of brand, branded about. People just get on, they get on little things and make and turn it into something different. It's not the answer to everything. I'm not saying, I don't even know why. I think it's just I've got the, the ump with the word. Because well, pe people don't understand this. We'll go, oh, you've got to get into some mindfulness. You'll be all right. And you think, well, yeah. As if I don't know that. <laughs> yeah. As if I don't as if I don't know. But it that. has helped a hell of a lot of people. I'm not saying it gets rid of it for good, but it has helped and it has helped me. It really, really has. Has it helped you? You're in a terrible state. What do you mean? <laughs> you want to get on the ketone diet, you mug. <laughs> it has helped me. It has helped me a lot. Is it? Yeah, it does. It does help me. Yeah. Just sharp. What do you do then, mindfulness? Go on in. What do you do? Tell me. I'm mindful. <laughs> what do you do? You, you see some monk, weren't you? Oh. What happened? What was monk was I went, mess, I went messing look, about with you, wasn't he? Yeah, diddling me. <laughs> you go on, what happened? He went round and locked the door, drugged me, <laughs> strangled me with his robe. And I felt and brand, me. I felt brand, <laughs> brand new when I woke up. No, so good. We had a rice supper and I went home. It was lovely. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs>
Yeah, that's all going, isn't it? So, God, what's out. that? No, I ain't it's staying in. That's, that's what we're starting the show off. Uh, so, um, yeah, <laughs> what, I mean, what is mindfulness? What was this thing around at the the the? Um, no, no, no. Uh, what do you what, what, what do you do? What's sensor? your what's your mindfulness routine? So every morning I do like a 10, 15 minute silent meditation. It's just right. really, really nice, and just trying to clear your head a bit. Isn't that cool? Having a shit. Sorry. <laughs> no, what's the point? No what point is yet. the point? No, no, no. Go, go, go. Okay, tell you what. We want to hear it. Give right. us, no. give us, give us, give us the basic essence essence of what you have to do for your well, it's not what I have minutes. to do so I just sit there inside I do like a body scan so you go through your feet and your legs and your yeah. knees but what is that as a new, so you just think about areas of your body and how they feel and uh, yeah. at that particular time because what we do when we and when you walk I try and do a moment where I walk or if I do anything I try to be mindful of what I'm doing so you know when I'm walking or when I'm driving actually be in that experience rather than like if you drive somewhere. In the moment. So, yeah. When yeah. you drive somewhere, you're always constantly thinking, I've got to get somewhere. Oh, I've got to say so-and-so to such and such. I've got to send that email. This is that. And, oh, what about last week? Oh, that was a bit embarrassing. You know, you can't, your mind's constantly yeah. flicking around instead of just being in that moment and enjoying yeah. that moment. And what I've felt it's, it's enabled me to do is to enjoy, enjoy simpler things more. So I enjoy a cup of coffee more or eating more rather than, bolting my food and thinking about the next thing I've got to do. It has slowed me down a bit, but that's no bad thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I so said the body scan is really, really good for slowing down and thinking about your body and also silent meditation. Just, you know, and if your mind starts to wander, you just gently bring it back. Just be in the moment, just breathing. Just the breathing is like your anchor. Kind of it's your body's anchor. Learning to accept that your mind will wander. Will wander, and... but it's like anything. It's like going to the gym or doing, it's like, you know, like drumming. When you first drum, you're hopeless. It takes months and months and months of practice to get better at it. And it's like yeah. mindfulness. If you only do it once a week, it's not going to make much difference. It's like the gym. If you go four times a week, you'll get bigger. It's like you do mindfulness mm. for every day. You'll just get better and better at it and it'll become part of you rather than, and how do you, you know, finish your day on with mindfulness? What, what what would you how would you finish your day? My my days I always have um I got re I'm really into my herbal teas at the moment. So I went to this yeah. Japanese shop up in um in London that specialises in these sleep time teas. I meant to mention this to you. I've had the best night's sleep I can ever oh, remember. I need them bad. I'm not yeah. Right, I'll give you a bag. In fact, I'm going to go and grab them now before I forget. You too, Kerry, I'm Jane. We're doing a show. My sleep right. is We're terrible. doing a show and he's walked off to go and get a bag of tea bags. Oh, well, yeah. All right. Now, here's an interesting thing, Sam. Yeah. He's been sitting there completely poxed off all the way through the show. Cheers, mate. Ooh. Yeah. He's been sitting there. It, unreal. The best night's kit. Right, I'm talking about you now. I'm not talking to you. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a little interesting thing, I Ooh. think. We've been sitting at the show. Yeah. Your energy levels and everything have been really down. Yeah. Right? Been really thinking. I asked you to explain to me a little bit about mindfulness. Yeah. I knew it anyway, but I just wanted you to go through the motions. But I just wanted to give you a bit of air time because <laughs> you're struggling. <laughs> <laughs> but it just, everything about your demeanour, everything about you changed mm. it. Your energy got better. You seemed like you was less, because you was giving it away, because yeah. you was talking about yeah. it. And so exactly what we spoke about earlier on, like these sort of life coaches and all that, by giving it away, you help keep it yourself. Mm. Which is yes. the same in the they yeah, say yeah, that yeah. in the 12-step fellowships, is that by giving it away, you keep it. So people's person becomes a sponsor by helping someone else. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. help keep their it keeps yourself in trim. And if it You're and, right. And by doing that, you remind yourself of how good that is for me. Oh, oh, and yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and what that does. So 
it's also about practicing every day. Like if you're if you're yeah. if you're a bodybuilder, say yeah. you can't just think about it. you've got to get yourself in the gym and you've got to go in. You, I'll say if you do it once a week, nothing happens. Do it four times a week, things will start to change. It's, yeah. You know. So so yeah. it's about. So we asked about that. Now, be absolutely truthful. Yeah. Did you do that this morning? I did do it this morning. You did yeah. do it? Yeah, I do it every morning. Right, okay. So you done that this morning, but you was still quite low. Yeah, and come. that's fine. And that's fine. The, the, the good thing no, about... It, it is, yeah. let me finish this. Here's the thing. So although you done it, you were still quite low. But when I got you to talk about it, mm. you lifted. Yeah. So perhaps not only... Not only do we have to do it, not only do we have to do it for ourselves, but we also have to give it away, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, I think it is about sharing. And the other really, there's a really interesting thing in mindfulness as well about posture. One tea bag, you tight cunt. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? One tea bag. On, Twelve pound a pack, they are. They're fucking, they're <laughs> unbelievably expensive. The, yeah, I, I, got right. I swear, so posture. So we, you know, when we sort of sit like that and our, our, you know, slouch with our shoulders hunching over. Hunching over when you're on your keyboard and stuff like that, yeah. that, that shows that you're frightened or you're protecting yourself. Or you're, yeah. Whereas if you like that, it show, and that sends messages to your brain to say everything's fine, you've got nothing to worry about. Mm. And that really does help. It really does help. Over time, you think, yeah, that's fine. Because that's, that's not defensive. That's like everything, you know, bring it on. It's He's fine. now sticking his chest out, opening his arms. Like a pigeon. Like a pigeon. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. that means, oh, God, no, you know. Creep. Yep. You Remember, that. this isn't the visual, visual medium. I know, but I'm just explaining it. I'm just saying how useful it is. <laughs> yeah, stop dancing around the room. He's trying to show us through dance and it's not working. <laughs> fuming with him. <laughs> So, um, Sam, so what, yeah, would you say the same thing for you? Your worst symptom is fear out of all of this? Oh, yeah, massively. Yeah. I think, um, oh, yeah, I'm doing 90 days off the booze. Yes. Good man. Yeah, I'm on month. Good man. And four days in. Amazing. Yeah. Good man. Which is cool. Um, Although, although, (laughs) so, so within the 90 days, I have six weddings, I have two stag do's and two holidays. Um, So, Let's, see, I, how, let's I, see how that goes. What what a lot of people do in the twelve step fellowship? You do ninety and ninety, so they do ninety meetings in mm-hmm. one day. So obviously, you know, while you're going to that, you may be completely off the booze. And what happens a lot? I think I've done, I've done something like eighty-seven. <laughs> Got the pink cloud. <laughs> Fault that do me. I'm I'm flying. Yeah. I don't need no more of that. And then all of a sudden, bang, straight away back into it. So I would say if you if you possibly can, you've got to really plan. You've got to plan mm. around that because you know. Do you know the biggest reason people end up in their addiction? Go on. And I've and, and I'm not saying this from any statistics in books or statistics. How do you say statistics? Statistics, statistics in books or anything. This is just what I've heard. Don't try any words more than two syllables. I won't. It's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what catches you out. Any more than that, you stumble, don't you? Left hook. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is what I've heard in the rooms. So many people break their addiction. And it's a really, really ridiculous reason because they forget. Oh, yeah. Someone yeah, says, yeah. Well, it's habit, isn't Someone it? says, do you want a drink? And you go, yeah, I'll have a lager, please. And all of a sudden you drink, you go, hold on, I'm 78 days in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and oh, I've had it now. I might yeah. as well carry on. Or well, do you want to, you, you know. know what? I've been, so I've been doing this thing called One Year No Beer. Yeah. And, uh, and you can break it up into chunks, can't you? Uh, well, kind of. Yeah. So, so basically, I, 
we were doing um, the post for Lee and Dean, and the guy who runs the um, runs the post house, a guy called Alan Cronin, had started yeah. it. Um, he he started doing the one year no beer thing. Basically, you sign up, you can do a twenty eight day plan, a ninety day plan, or a full year, three hundred sixty five yeah. days. And I was on, I was I was on the tail end of about a five day bender, and I was had a really bad hangover and I went in and someone said, oh, Alan, how's the no drinking going? He goes, yeah, 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 two months now, whatever it was. I think he'd started in November and this was January. And um, and with this pounding headache, not really understanding where I was or what the fuck was going on, I thought, I sort of fancy a bit of that and signed up to the 90-day program. You get an email every day that sort of helps you remind yourself why you're doing it and what to do and... Um, and you know when you go to the pub and you think, right, I'm not drinking tonight. And then like exactly like you say, someone goes, what do you want? And before you know it, you're, ha- you're halfway <laughs> you're into halfway a pint. pint. And yeah. you're like, yeah. oh, bollocks, I said I wasn't yeah. going to do it. Basically, I, I, uh, that's exactly what I'd done beforehand. Every single time I tried to not drink, I'd do that. And even though you tell yourself, right, just think about getting a, no- a non-alcoholic thing or whatever, but they give you like little tips and stuff that are sl- just better than that that help you plan your your day and your week around it. Um, and also, there's another thing that's really helped, low and no alcohol booze. I've spent more money on no and low, low alcohol stuff in the last couple of weeks than I, than I have would have Some of the booze are just brilliant, to, just aren't to they? Find They're really, really good, really good. Yeah. Honestly, I was out the other night. Um, I went to see Anna's show in Soho, and I was sitting there with a pint of non-alcoholic um, Adnams Ghost Ship. Tastes really good, tastes like beer. If I'd been sitting there with a lemonade, I'd have fucking hated it. I'd have wanted out. I'd have wanted to leave. I'm different to that because I, well, I, I don't really like. If I'm honest, I don't really like the taste of beer. The only see, I do. See, you do. I like the flavour. The only and the only reason I, I I think I might do if it was a really hot day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a cold, the thought of a cold. I think, but I think that's more visualisation with me. But it shows you you actually like the taste of it. And I'm wondering if. I'm wondering if that is a psychological because the very first, really first time you would have put beer in your mouth, I would guarantee you, you wouldn't have liked the taste. I remember oh, what, as a back kid having a sip of my dad's Guinness or bitter yeah. thinking, oh, <laughs> Guinness how is mine can as well. Drink that, yeah. oh. and now you can't live without it, can you? Because I think <laughs> horrible. Would this not help him? I guess so. Yeah, I guess would it would. You, I, would you, I think it would, would help you anyone. Consider it. Yeah, we'll Does consider it frighten it, yeah. you? The thought doesn't of frighten me. No, the thought really. of having no booze. Does not it really? No, not at all. You liar. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't frighten me. No, it makes ah. me. No, it just feels a bit strange. It doesn't frighten me though. No, it's frightening you. I can tell it's frightening you. Frighten. <laughs> You're terrified, aren't you? <laughs> terrified. <laughs> no booze. Ah. No booze for two years. Nothing. <laughs> You just got to sit there watching me sipping Guinness. <laughs> See how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> like Oliver looking through the window. You sitting there sitting surrounded by tins of lager. I'm just going to be smiling at you while you're sitting there crying. Bowling my wife. <laughs> oh, yes. He went there. He has he to, didn't he? He has to. Uh, now you, I, I have to say. So what? What? Seriously, what? You, this stag do this weekend? Am I right? I've got a stag do in Budapest this weekend. How? Budapest. You, are you going to give you? Are you going to have a drink? What are you going to do? I don't know. So I've, basically, I've given myself. And this is the other good thing about this thing is that they don't. There's no kind of pressure to really, really stick to it, which, in a weird way, sort of makes you do it more. There's no kind of like 
guilt tripping if you were to fall off the wagon or whatever. You basically just go, right, okay, fine. You you know, you had a, a, you had a, cu- night, you had a couple yeah. last night. That's fine. Just start again. And I think over the, because I've got these stag do's and stuff coming up, I've given myself five get out free, uh, jail free passes so that I can slip up if I want to. Basically, I'm trying to see if that makes makes me psychologically go, right, I can drink if I want to because it's a stag do and I've given myself five five free passes. Maybe that means that I won't actually want to. Now, here's the thing. I, now, think, I, I, think, I think by giving yourself to get out of jail, I might be wrong. Maybe. Um, I, maybe. I, I think what you're sort of doing is psychologically opening the door for it. But the big thing, I think, the what is the let me ask you this what is the reason you don't want to drink i'm really i have to say i'm really enjoying not doing it and fucking hell waking up without a hangover mm. but let me ask you let me ask you the real fundamental reason you don't do not want to drink what is the reason this pinpoint it the hangover the what the hangover the feeling bad about failing this sort of challenge that i've put on myself i've given myself Damage it's doing to your body? Um, Does that worry you? No, nah, not massively. Although the hangover's getting worse, fucking hell. Of course, age thing, isn't it? Jesus Should I t- Christ. <laughs> so you, I mean, okay, so the other question is, when the 90 days is up, yeah. do you think, I mean, am I interested in knowing in your head you're going to go, oh, thank Christ for that, I'll go and get myself a four-pack of Cronenberger, or are you going to think, 10 o'clock I've in the done, morning. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, I've done 90 days, so I might as well just keep going. I mean, well, that, I is, that what they, is that what most people tend to do? Yeah, or? I mean, I guess... I don't know. I'm not going to know until I get there, I think. I think what's what's likely, being honest, I'll probably get back on it and be as bad as I was. We'll see. But I don't know. Ma- but Or I could go the other way and not not drink at all. But then I don't know. I, I, it, it's it's ingrained in me. It's ingrained in my family. I'm starting to break the habit now. Yes, but... your, your dad's a bit of a boot. No, not, not but he no, likes no, to drink, well, My whole family whole, My whole family Your, your uncles don't yeah. like to drink. And some they? people, some people can, you know, some people can drink and not have consequences of it mm. but after all this is a, a depression podcast and i will say for me and i know i'm not the only one sitting around this table if i have a drink the consequences are it might be the day after i might yeah, feel yeah, great yeah. the day after it might be five days after but there will be a period of time and i don't know even how long it would last for probably depending on how heavy I went into the booze and the booze leads to other things as well. Mm. But depending on how much of it, the consequences for me is that I will end up under a black cloud in deep Mm. depression. Yeah, yeah. And would you, and would would booze do that to you, if you're honest? Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know what, this is is the funny thing that I've I've realised over the last month is that, I've started to learn about myself again in that I I used to drink because I was just bored, being honest. Yeah. There were, the, the amount of times that I'd like, fucking hell, the first Friday night was the worst. So Didn't we go to the mill stream? You came down with so I, went, I think you had yeah. one, you were left in about 10 minutes. Yeah. You couldn't bear I, hanging honestly, around. I was, I, was, I was sitting in the pub around a load of people. I think I was about six days in and I'd done quite well up to that point. And yeah, everyone everyone was sitting around with a beer, and I I had a lime so a pint of lime soda, and I just I had to leave because I was getting the shakes, like trying not like just not going up to the bar and getting a beer, and that sounds really bad. That sounds like you know 
Well, the other thing is as well, when people around you use Adaboos, they really, get irritating as well. Yeah, they're talking <laughs> shit. They're yeah, talking man. slurred they drive shit. drive you mad. They're talking yeah. slurred shit. They're repeating themselves. They're yeah. doing all the things. And you think, I've got to have a drink just to suffer them. Or I've, <laughs> yeah, got, to, yeah, or yeah, I've yeah. got to get away from yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, Especially yeah. No, totally. Oh, no. Oh, oh Miles oh. is murder. And he wants to fight everyone, doesn't he? <laughs> Count, who's he looking at? Who's he looking at? Yeah. All that game. <laughs> What's this cunt looking at? He, he was a fighter. Do I know you, mate? He was a fighter. Do I know you, mate? Oh, he's murdered. I was with him one night. He's trying to glass, so, um, glass the guy. That is it. I was just going to go. When I <laughs> when I packed in smoking, one of the things that I, I found really helped was that I can have a fag if I want one, but I choose not to. Yeah, it and does again, help. it's that psychological it pressure. You, like I can have a drink if I want one, but I'm choosing not to have it one. It kind of gives and you it, a bit of power over does, it in an it. odd way, in a it kind of backwards way. Absolutely does. I agree. Yeah. So yeah, like I was saying, I've got one of the big things about. Not drinking is, is working out why I do it and what I'm sort of missing out on. I've started drawing again, which I, I haven't done since I was sort of 13, 14. Oh, that's good. And and yeah, and I'm, I'm finding that when I'm not, when I'm at home, oh yeah, this was, this was sort of what I was saying on that Friday night. So I left the pub and I went home and it was taking all my willpower and energy not to just go and get... Let's get on uh, it. Yeah, yeah, just go get a couple of beers and yeah. have a couple of drinks with my flatmates. And I just... And I didn't. I didn't do that. I kind of got home. I think I started. I played some like computer games or whatever. And I woke up in the morning. Felt so good. A because I didn't have a hangover. Whereas normally I'd be, <clears throat> you know, pretty feeling pretty horrendous on a Saturday morning. And B, I felt good because I thought, ah, oh, well, that was actually quite fun last night. And I didn't drink. Mm. And and proud of yourself. Yeah. That you didn't actually. And I think give in. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's a really weird thing that like even though you know I'm not. I would never call myself an alcoholic, but I was definitely, definitely am probably still dependent on it in a lot of ways. It's my, I'm, I'm totally reinventing a lot of things in my head in terms of the way that I view my weekends, especially. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. And a lot of, pe a lot of people wouldn't um, consider themselves an alcoholic, who are alcoholics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of people, you know, it, it's the early stages, so it's good to... Good to get away. But look, here's the, uh, here's the way of summing that up, is that the next day, if you feel good with yourself that you never, mm. it was probably the right decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a way of viewing it. You know, if you, if you get up the next day and feel, oh, I'm, I'm glad I've never done that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was probably Do you know what? Right. Yeah, if, you know, and I have, I have sort of three, four nights a week, most of the week I don't drink. And then if when I, every morning I wake up, I feel fine. But when I do, even if I just have a couple of pints... I still, I wake up in the morning and feel slightly fuzzy. You know, that just sort of... I'm mm. not interested. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, ever so. Not interested. Me. You know why? I've got uh. to go off now. I'm doing some mindfulness. <laughs> I've got to, I've got to get going because I've got a meeting a month. We're doing a little bit of that. Not I know saying where you're going. Not saying anything. Where are you going? The Pine Mash, yo? Yeah, where are you going? Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Dougal cake. <laughs> right, let's wrap, actually, let's can wrap I just say, if, uh, does that right? Here's a question: Does anyone outside of Hertfordshire know what a Dougal cake is? Do you remember a Dougal cake in Simmons? No. Nah. Oh, what the magic roundabout? They're, you, that, yeah. they're the only bakers now that ever made them, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I was desperate for a Dougal cake. So when I was a kid, Simmons, the bakers, they're all yeah. over Hertfordshire, made a cake in the shape I know of Dougal. Yeah, I know cake Simmons. in the shape of Dougal from the magic roundabout. Oh, okay. And when you were a kid, everybody wanted a Dougal cake. Yeah. I've never seen anywhere else in the world that makes a Dougal I'm, cake. I'm from. I'm from. Um, the East End. So our, our version of Simmons was a geezer called Woods. Woods the Bakers. Yeah. Caterpillar cakes. And my na no, no, my <laughs> knife, na knife gun cakes. My nan <laughs> used knife to crime cakes. <laughs> <laughs> my nan used to work in the uh, in one in one of these uh, Woods the Bakers and chore all the cakes. 
bring all the ours. He's washing machines on another cycle. Oh, it's a dishwasher now. Oh, we don't need this. We should we should be somewhere probably. Anyway, I was just going to say, I ended up cream slices was my. I was brought up on cream. <laughs> she used to bring you a box of them. I done twelve cream slices once before a Sunday dinner. Oh, <gasps> twelve, twelve, and I was boxing. Jesus, I was Christ. boxing at the time. I had to make light heavyweight, which was twelve ten. Amateurs. So I remember eating the twelve cream slices, and then they got all icing on top and all of that. <laughs> And the and the Sunday dinner and and yeah, but and I think they was on the turn. I think they was oh. gonna, I think they was going to be chucked away. <laughs> so it's like that moody cream that had a slight slight film on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it had a little twang to it on the fourteenth floor. Done the twelve slices. Done the Sunday dinner. Put a bit of pair of heavy boots on and went and ran eight miles. But anyway, listen. <laughs> forget all that mindfulness. Get a I few cream eat, slices. Down you your eat twelve cream slices and a roast dinner and well, then I go did. for a run. I did. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's probably why I'm not right. Right. <laughs> anyway, so let's wrap right. it up. Uh, all you people out there, if you want to uh, come in with any of your sort of talk, I don't know. Questions, questions queries, anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, come in. Come in, say, say a few bits. Talk about mindfulness. If you want to slag us off, we don't care. We we took a lot of that in there. But try and aim all that sort of <laughs> negative stuff at Miles. That'd be great. Yeah, I love it. I've I've got a massive hard on as we're sitting here. Every every time they slag me off, I get turned on. If you want to do that, Twitter's, uh, if you're happy and you know it, oh, bollocks, this is the acronym. I I, I don't know why. I never remembered it. We should write it down and stick it on the wall. Y H A Y K I. Yeah. I think. Well, if you're happy and you know it, just put all the first letters. That's how you say it around my own. Yeah, you get, yeah. Put the first letters in. Just put the first letters. It's and then, uh, if you want to email us, it's uh, hugs at happynewnote.co.uk. Uh, the website is happynewnote.co.uk. Did you? I was going to say, did you know that I, I, I was on the Bob Mills show, your friend Bob? Yeah. Uh, and I didn't know. It's a good fact. An acronym is only called an acronym oh, yeah, if, if the initials actually spell another word. Okay, so it's not an acronym. Oh, what, oh so it's not an acronym. No, no. no. But right. we well, always say acronym. The so. initials. I can't even say acronym, so... Did I, did I say yeah, it right? Yeah, you said it right. You did. Well yeah, done, yeah. mate. Well done. First time ever. We ain't no. finishing the show. We're going on and on and on. Yeah. Let's, let's right, okay. Well, thanks everyone for listening and uh, we'll, we'll... We'll be back soon. We'll be back soon. Yeah. Oh, we can't finish it like that. No, oh, no listen. Like that. You finish it. Finish it on the song. If you're happy yeah, and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, and you really want to show it, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. See you later. I'm going to get a beer.